Welcome to another episode of Brand Called You, a video and a podcast show that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. We are now in season three of our show and have over 750 recordings for you, which you can see at www.tbcy.in. Today, it's my privilege to welcome Mr. Pradeep Kaur, founder, chairman, and managing director of Microland Limited. Thanks, Sesh. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be on your show, and more so because you're the host. It's a pleasure. It's all mine, Pradeep. Microline specializes and guides enterprises in adopting next-gen technologies to achieve the highest possible levels of reliability, stability, and predictability. Headquartered in Bangalore, India, Microline is 32 years old, globally engaged service provider with over 4,500 digital savvy technologies across offices and delivery centers in Asia, Australia, Europe, Middle East, and North America. A true serial entrepreneur, Pradeep founded and sold India.com to Rupert Petrov, Newscom. A story which made headlines there. PlanetAsia.com, which was India's first internet professional service company and net promote technologies. Pradeep was chosen by World Economic Forum as the global leader for tomorrow in the year 1999. Between 2006 to 2016, Pradeep served as non-executive director on board of UBM PLC, a leading business events organizer listed on London Stock Exchange. Pradeep served on the board of Telstra Telecommunications India from 2011 to 2021. He served as chairman of the governing council of Sushi Institute of Design and Technology. Pradeep is the founding member of Young Presence Organization, also known as Bhatia, for the Bangalore chapter. Pradeep is the founder chairman, sorry, the former chairman of Indus Entrepreneurs Time for the Bangalore chapter. Since 2016, Pradeep is a member of Provost Council of Trinity College, Dublin. And Pradeep has been I can just go on. Pradeep has been recognized by many business publications as Star of India, Star of Asia, and the list just goes on. I will take a pause here and I'd like to welcome Pradeep. Pradeep, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sesh. Thank you for your glowing uh, you know, words, which I don't deserve, but thank you. And I, as I said earlier, it's an honor and privilege to be on your show. Thank you, Pradeep. Let's, let's go back and start where it all started. Walk us through your professional journey and your learnings from it. It's a very, it's a very large statement that you said, you know, uh, professional journey and learning. I guess in a very small nutshell, you know, come from a you know, reasonably good family, uh, originally from Kashmir, uh, parents relocated to Mumbai, did my engineering, did my business school. My first job was with Vipro in the early years of its IT uh, journey. And two and a half years with Wipro, I saw an interesting ad, uh, which is starting India's first computer retail chain, which was then called Computer Point. And I took a bold plunge uh, to apply for a job. And I was third employee of Computer Point. And the interesting thing of Computer Point and Wipro, both way in from that standpoint, startups. So I got tremendous exposure and learning uh, to be part of two organizations with, which were in the early years of its evolution. Computer Point owners also decided to set up a software company, which is today a public listed company called Sonata Software. 
So, you know, I was given the privilege and the opportunity to travel to the US. I relocated to San Francisco, to the Bay Area, to set up Sonata Software. This was, I'm talking 97 to 99, 1987 to 1989. By which time, I guess the PC revolution started, by which time the network and the local AI networks opened up. And I thought it's appropriate and important to try, come back to India and set up Microland. So those were the early years. And I guess it's been not an easy ride. It's 32 years. We completed <laughs> 32 years in August. And we are still standing and looking forward to for tomorrow. Yeah. So, so Pradeep, I think, you know, uh, like you correctly said, you come from a background which is not the entrepreneur's background. And you, you took that plunge, the word plunge, what you took. What was running on your mind when you made a decision to transition from the corporate world which at that time was a very established place to be. Uh, then moving on to a startup, computer point, and then going on to setting up micro. You know, I think uh, there is two things that was in my mind. If I looked at my father, who largely served with the Tata Electric companies, and at least in my time and maybe in your time, our parents bought their first apartment close to the retirement. They took the money from the PF, oh and use that money to buy an apartment. And to that extent, I felt that, you know, at least I visualized that a lot of things have changed to say, you know, I joined Wipro because at that point of time, Wipro was the first company taking engineer MBAs and on a very simplistic basis, they were paying higher than the consumer marketing companies. So the salary was, uh, you know, princely sum of 2,350 rupees per month, which in those days was not bad. And the logic then was, uh, at least in my mind, and which was probably the trigger for me to say, look, I need to do something outside the ordinary, is I visualized, I could imagine what I would earn in my entire life with that base to say, I'll get a 5%, 6% increase, and that will go on till I retire. And I just felt uh, seeing the things around to say, I don't want to get constrained by the earning potential that I have of a 5%, 6% increase a year till I retire. I said, you know, if I don't try this out, you know, uh, it's an opportunity that I will, I would say regret. And I said, let me try, nothing, nothing, nothing tried, nothing gained. So I said, let me try something else. And if that, if I succeeded, uh, it would be nice. And I came back from the U.S. to set up on my own. And times change. You know, a lot of things change post uh, the 90s. You know, the India, uh, during Prime Minister, um, during Narsimha Rao's time, liberalized. You know, India opened up in 1991. And a series of things changed after that. And we were just lucky, right place, right time. So I, I still remember 1991, that whole era of Microline was the name which was associated and was known from the hardware point of view. You talk about any event anywhere and who is your major partner in providing you the equipments, it was Microland. Now, then from there on, you made a very big shift from being having mastered that and conquered that space, you transitioned from there to services. Now, tell us what happened. What was it? Did you see that coming or was it some other reasons? So what led to this whole transition? How did this that thought came by? And today, Macaron 
is is phenomenal known as nobody knows about the past history of Martin. nobody associates to the uh, to the computer days when you were all about hardware company and it's completely out to what a services company yeah i would say situation first you know when he came back so as i mentioned to you i was a third employee uh, uh, to set up a computer retail change for, for the indian organic uh, mr bm gears group called computer point and that was my first learning of bringing my marketing education and interest with technology when i went into the us uh, there was a so computer point voice modeled in those days of a chain of stores in the us called computer land okay. when i went to the us there was a early part start of the networking revolution with the arrival of novel netware Correct. And Correct. a new chain of resellers or retail chains started up called Business Land, which mm-hmm. focused on sending business solutions to enterprises. So I just felt that my experience of setting up Computer Point would be valuable for me to come back to India and not compete with Computer Point, which is largely into computer retail, but focus on the enterprise customer and build networks. Came back in '89, started Micron in '89. 91 the indian economy opened up and that's when i think there was a there was a trigger that happened to uh, happened to say look the license raj that the earlier generation had in our parlance was if i sign up all the major technology brands to represent them in india you know i will have an advantage so in a very short span of time went aggressive and signed up with compact and i still remember compact at that point of time was 4.4 billion dollars a company there was a new change of leadership coming from eckart pfeiffer so he signed up with compact in 89 we signed up with novel we grew fairly rapidly very rapidly in those periods of time and therefore the logic was if any company wants to buy or implement a technology solution the company will need a server which is compact the company will need a netware software which is novel the company will need a router or a switch which is cisco and synoptics so we had partnered with all those companies when distribution was single uh, you know was a single distributor there no multi distributor concept right the 96 triggered two three things first was it was the arrival of netscape so in the early era you know if i sell you a compact laptop for 10000 rupees you have very little opportunity to check what is the real price where it's available can you buy it from elsewhere so you were practically dependent on companies like us so the early focus we had was in it services companies which were encouraged by the government to focus on software exports and they could buy Uh, international technology brands remember in 89 the duty structure was 255% mm. so they could buy these technologies so we would uh, get them to we show them the demo like they will buy it they place the order directly and we'll get an overriding commission to to install maintain and support it by 1996 you know the network revolution was quite apparent three things happened one arrival of netscape which was the first browser and what netscape did at that point of time uh, which was the early pa- early years of the internet revolution was 
democratized information. So if you want to buy an equipment, you can go to the net and find out where it's available, what's the price, where can I get it, et cetera, et cetera. So suddenly the information arbitrage that we had from the buyer to seller got uh, disintermediated with the arrival of the browser called Netscape. Second is that companies got successful, uh, the brands got successful globally. So they now wanted multi-distribution partners. And that's when we realized Compaq had several partners, Cisco had several partners, and therefore, you know, uh, new partners obviously had a, had a, you know, incentive to sell and prove their, you know, their value. So they were willing to disc discount and drop prices to get market share. Right. So there was, there was some element of commoditization due to the information arbitrage. There was some element of commoditization and, and dropping of prices due to competitive landscape. The third thing that happened was warranties on hardware became three years. So what happens in the previous era, every year we'd get 12% annual maintenance charges. So there was a steady stream of income. Now it's easy to say, you know, you will get a warranty for three years, which means the customer does not pay. But the reality is hardware and software fail. So we have to now provide services to customers without getting paid for three years. Right. And, and therefore, in my mind, I, I just said that the internet will, will, you know, commoditize the IT industry. And if you don't, if you continue the business, it would be a very much a low margin business with high cash investments. Yeah. So took a very bold risk in March 98. We were that time, I remember, $61 million or $63 million, 181 crores. We took a very bold call to say we must exit the hardware business. And we moved into Internet 1.0 which was India.com, PlanetAsia.com, IT Space, Media to India, et cetera, et cetera. It was a difficult decision. But had we not made the decision, uh, we would not have survived. And if you look at at that point of time, all the distributors for Compaq uh, don't exist today. Yeah. All those companies that were selling Compaq today don't exist because they, they became so successful in the hardware they didn't realize at 3%, 4% margins, you can't sustain a business. Right. And you move to the internet economy. So, so Pradeep, at that time, when you, you made a briefly a mention about India.com. India.com, I, I so vividly remember that, uh, made the front page news with the way it was built, the way it was positioned, all the TV channels were talking about it. And then you sold that to Robert Madron. Tell us, tell us, what was that thought? What was you obviously where uh, you had you had made a, uh, what I should say, uh, you're a trade racer there. You know, I would say, uh, you know, the, if you look at in the 98 period, et cetera, et cetera, there were two companies who were looking at going to a public offering. One is Rediff, which went to NASDAQ. Second was uh, Satyam Infoway, which was Safi Online. Right. So when we started India.com, we realized we are going to compete with uh, these two established players who were looking at a 50 million broad uh, raising in capital markets. And I decided to say, if I have to play this game, I must have adequate capital to, uh, you know, to compete against them. 
part is youth you know uh, i still remember it was you know if i think about things that i've done i would say i was so uh, immature but it worked out right i remember you know i was sitting so we were hiring for india.com and now 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 you must understand the internet at that point of time the internet was structured for the mtv generation which was 15 to 34 right it was not structured for consumer it was not structured for youngers it was not structured for elders it was the mtv generation which is structured 15 to 34 remember there's no wifi there's no tablet it's a dial up connection etc etc right it's very different because the ecosystem changed i remember you know the cfo news cough called me up i was at the belvedere in obroy that's where i used to sit and hire all the people and he said you know i want to meet you i said look i don't have time to meet you cfo news cough <laughs> his name is gary walrath so i said look and he was staying at the leela kempenski in mumbai i said look i don't have the time right uh, maybe you should come and see me so i sent a car to him pekema becomes there and he says look we want to uh, we want to look at uh, you know investing in your company the trigger for that was uh, america online acquired time warner in the us and suddenly traditional publishing houses you know media broadcasting houses just thought that you know the market has changed and uh, star decided to come towards india and asia to say if we don't capture this market we may not you know we may lose an opportunity so i was simple i said give me 50 million dollars take 33% of the company that's all that was the conversation no business plan no projection nothing we shook hand at that conversation so that was the trigger with the cfo and then he said look but mr you know rupert modok would like to come and meet you i said sure i remember it was march 11 2001 we went live april 16 2001 rupert modok comes to bangalore is live it's a sunday march 11 2001 he's living uh, he's staying at the west end so i go to meet him on sunday and i said mr modok we have three things in common he said what i said one we share the birthday on the same day <laughs> i said two we both work on sundays and three we and three we we are here both want to make this deal happen we shook hands and a single check which is probably the largest check ever in the history of private equity at that era 243 crores or 50 million dollars we raised before the company was formed so it's it's just it's a period of time and some ignorance uh, some you know youth uh, that happened and that's how the money came and so, then so, so you you make a mention some ignorance some youth what was those what was the ignorance part which which was here i think this was a fabulous uh, journey and what was this uh, you're talking about what are you referring to i would say it was raw ambition uh without understanding the consequences okay right? what would that mean had he said no you know what could have happened no it was many of those things right right i still remember the conversation you say what does it take to put a star ahead of india right right and i said you know ain't gonna happen i want to make this a billion dollar company mm-hmm. from that standpoint and you know you're talking of uh, the india.com launch ad never in the history of if you see the ad carefully right 
the Times Group had their own, uh, you know, broad-based portal called India Times. Here is here we go to Times of India, and there are different businesses to say, look, we want, and this was the genius of the advertising agency to say, we want to take the front page, uh, the front, front left, back page, and back left, and the center spread. Uh, the entire page as an ad for India.com's launch. And if you look at it carefully, it says in the center, it says breaking 163 years of perfect tradition, catch the headlines on the last page today. I remember we got up at five in the morning to go buy the newspaper on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday times, right? Mm -hmm. And when the papers folded four times, you know, it was so tinyly written in the center, the newspaper distributor said, he said, Padane, aaj paper gaya. <laughs> and when you take the page, it says, catch the headlines. When you turn the page to the last page, it says, India changed its name. Right. Introducing right. India.com. You know, there are several trivias uh, that happened. And it was simple, you know, uh, you know, if you know how advertising space gets sold, it gets sold normally by per column centimeter. Yes. Because we had raised so much money, the offer was simple. Here's a million dollars. Are you willing to do a deal? Right. <laughs> and that's it. So, it cost a million dollars uh, to get that ad out. But we had the money, so we didn't think about the money. Think about it. A million dollars in 2001 to get, right. get one ad for one day. Right. right. That's what it costs. So, so, you know, while this all looks great, but tell me, you know, uh, there's never, entrepreneur's journey is never ever just all the bed of roses there are. There are instances where you face challenges, you feel frustration, you experience failures. Tell us about your failures and what impact it had on you and what were your learnings from it? You know, two or three things. One, uh, we move with the early movers of Internet 1.0. So in every four months, we were creating a company. Right. So, you know, we have... Uh, if you look at the early investors in India.com and Planet Asia was Vinod Khosla, John Scully, CEO of Apple, Rajagupta, CEO of McKinsey. You know, you look at the, you know, it's there on the on a journey slide. Did not expect the internet, uh, you know, uh, you know, boom to drop so easily, so quickly. Two thousand and one, suddenly shit hit the fan, and said, you know, the dust in uh, the bust of the internet economy. And that was a that was a very difficult decision because one, we had money in the bank. So we had, we had enough capital. We had raised $77 million. And what do you do when suddenly you come in the morning, you have no, you have, you're unable to predict the future. Right? And that's when I took a bold call to, you know, at various points of time, investors were talking to us, so can we buy this company? I took a very bold call to sell three companies in 2001. And my essence was very simple. One of them was India.com to News Corp. So my essence at that point was very simple to say, let me park this because I had the confidence that I will do something else. Now, if I think about it, you know, had I stayed down the path, right? Maybe we would have morphed ourselves and done something else, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, clearly, we would have done that. But if I look at the, you know, some of the companies I created for still listed in, on NASDAQ, you know, has not been able to capitalize the shift that has happened post-2001. That was a difficult period because one, 
uh, you know, uh, sold those businesses in 2002 back to square on what do I do? But if I think about it, what, what I did sensibly, you know, which, is, which was the best thing that I did if I looked at it in my life was one, I had the capital since you know, I made some money. Second, I said, let, let me get my basics in place. So I bought my primary house, I bought my summer house, et cetera, et cetera. You know? I'd spent the one, one and a half years is getting my basic assets and securities into place. Had I not done that, you know, one, it would cost us, cost me 5,000 times more today. Two, and those, these properties would not have been available. To me. So I got my basics in place at that point, but that was a difficult period of time. What do I do? So when I introspected into what said, what had changed between 98 to 2001 or 2002, I said, let me just step back and say, what has changed in the industry? There were three, four significant shifts that happened. One, the Y2K created the software industry. Because everyone thought, you know, what will happen after Y2K? No one could visualize how the software industry will evolve. The telecom deregulation, uh, you know, created the BPO industry right, with all the gem packs. The third thing is companies like Infosys, et cetera, listed in NASDAQ, gave credibility for Indian companies for services. And the fourth interesting thing that was happening was, was that rupee was, de was devaluing approximately 6-7% a year and it was tax exempt. Right. So uh, uh, what one, one thought to say the business model that one has to do, do going forward has to be sell in dollars, earn in dollars, incur cost in rupees. I said, I need to get into that business because that's the economical value proposition at that point of time. Think right. about it today. All unicorns of today, 90% cater to the domestic market today, not to the international market. Absolutely. All IT services today cater to the, to the international market. Right. And when I looked at that, I said, what do I know best? I know networks. I know networking because that's how we started with Cisco, with Novell, with Compaq, etc. And the, B, the, YPO, the uh, software industry had evolved. Uh, the BPO industry was evolving. I said, I don't want to be a follower. Let me try and see if I can build a model for managing networks remotely. Nice. I said, it's only a matter of time. So decided nice. to focus on what is called remote uh, infrastructure management services, which is managing networks for global customers out of India. Nice. Because at that point of time, all the software companies, all the major boys were focused on the software part of the business, which are much larger, much more lucrative. But I said, this is where we know best, we'll differentiate, we'll do that. First, uh, from 2002 to 2010 was very difficult time. You know, it's, it's easier said than done. We can manage remotely because this is real time, right? If a network right. goes down, it goes down. So went through very difficult uh, periods of time, you know, from cash standpoint, uh, you know, from business standpoint, et cetera, et cetera. Fortunately, you know, I'm blessed that the Microland team stayed together. I've still, my current team is still an average of 20 years with Microland. Wow. So teams stayed together. We went through the same pain and looking forward now. While we're 32 years as a company, we are around 19 years in the business that we are in currently. Right. The team stayed together. We stayed focused. Uh, we stayed optimistic. And uh, thank God we have transitioned. But it was a difficult period. I mean, I mean no questions about that. You, know, you are coming to the office. 
you have to show positivism you have to show optimi- optimism in your face because otherwise the employees and employees will start getting concerned like went to a very difficult period but i guess but that's life right unless you went through you won't enjoy it as much absolutely absolutely i can relate to every word what you're saying so pretty looking back now you know 32 years and 19 years of the services uh, space how does pradeep ka feel today and knowing pradeep he is not the guy is there is always a little buzz in his head so what's the next buzz you are working on so my question is in two fold how does how do you feel it and uh, you know and what are you what is your next move what are you working on uh, first you know i am saying you know if i look at myself where i am today and i will leave aside uh, you know one thing that i've also done in the course of my business in the course of the, the business experience you know i always told myself that to say i need to balance life mm-hmm. i always found time for family i always time for friends i always had to play golf i said i'm not going to compromise some basics so you know yeah. i don't have uh, you know uh, feeling that i gave too much on one para- on one platform when i look at microland uh, today i would say i'm i'm pleased but not satisfied right there's a lot of things going on you know we are the largest specialist provider of networks we manage networks for one of the top companies in the world in 174 countries we are rated by gartner as the leader in network services across all telecom providers and all tier one providers right so i would say there's a lot more to happen extremely optimistic of the business that we are focused on and you will see in the next two years you know some unfolding of the value of microland in the times to come Fantastic. Lots, lots to do. Journey is incomplete. No, no. Knowing you, I, I, I will. Had you said anything otherwise, I would have had possibly just my tent kept quiet. Uh, but uh, uh, true to you, I think you just said. I think it will be interesting to see what years ahead are. So I have a question to ask you, which I ask all my guests. What is it? What is your message for the generation which is coming? You know, India is growing. Urbanization rate is almost twenty percent. Uh, year on year, uh, the C class, D class cities are just exploding. A lot of people are becoming ambitious, and they want to. They aspire to be part of something very meaningful and engaging, uh, and they want to be at the big platform. What is your message to them? What is it? You know, what is it when you look at as an Indian, as an Indian entrepreneur who's had a great story to tell? Uh, what do you tell them? What do you? What is it you look up to? First, I would say I admire all of them. because what has changed now the aspiration of the youth the imagination of the new gen entrepreneurs their ability to execute right and for the first time the market that they are catering to is the market where they have born been born and they have grown so they understand the nuances of the market our generation catered to creating value for a, a market segment that we were not familiar with right now everyone who is creating value is creating value for the domestic market not for the international market right with 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 2 3% exceptions right so the out the only element i would say is that the if i have only one element where i would uh, i would have done, I, if i was younger uh, and playing the same game today the difference that has happened uh, uh, between our generation 
and the, this generation. I'm not saying there's right or wrong. Right. I'm saying, I won't say, you know, we were more focused on cash flow. I'm not even saying that. I think ownership. When you raise so much capital, you know, your, your final outcome will have to be a trade sale or an IPO where you will not be a dominant owner. Whereas if you look at the IT services and the other companies of those eras, we are dominant owners of the businesses. We did not raise, uh, I would say, exceptional, enormous capital at diluting the ownership. So the current entrepreneur today, because of the nature of the game they have to play is high capital. Every day you see you raise 300 million, 400 million. If you raise a billion dollars, your market cap has to be more than a billion dollars. It can't be less than a billion dollars, right? Right, right? right. So they are, I would say, not all, but some of them, unfortunately, will be forced to sell. And their outcome is, I'll make this money, I'll make my great money, and I'll sell my business. Right. That's how I learn well. There is merit to also think, I'm not saying that there's no right or wrong, there's merit to also think to say, how do I build an institution that will survive a generation? Right. That will create value over 100 years, not 10 years or 15 years. And that's what, you know, Wipro has done of 75 years. That's what Infos is doing of, you know, 40 years. You know, right. if you look at those companies, they looked at long term. Again, there's no right or wrong. Situations were different. Opportunities, opportunities were different. Capital availability was different. Ecosystem of support to entrepreneurs were different. So I would say clearly, the market is huge. But think of an institution that you build, that in your mind, you have to conceive what does it take for it to survive 100 years Start not from an idea standpoint, from ownership standpoint. Very, very well said, Pradeep. Uh, you know, the time when we were all going, uh, uh, this is, uh, you know, we're running out of time. So uh, my last question to you, when we were all growing up, we all had role models. You know, we all looked up to some people who were the reference points and uh, we built our narratives around that. Is it, do you still, does Pradeep Kaur today uh, at the place where he is, uh, he's a role model himself, but does a role model like Pradeep, Pradeep Kaur have a role model? You know, I, I would say uh, not in entirety, but I had several role models uh, uh, that I tried to learn from. Absolutely. There's not one single role model because, you know, honestly, clearly, you know, uh, uh, one of my father, which is broadly, I remember, you know, I went to a very affluent school. It's a small uh, inflection point. Um, I used to stay in Chambur in Mumbai, and my dad put me into a school called Cathedral and John Connor. It was a very affluent school, right? Yes. And why did he put me into that school? Because all his bosses in Tata's, yes, their kids went to that school. But he gave me one piece of advice, which I will never forget. And he told me, he said, he told me, you know, if you, want to, if you want to maintain friends with the people who are in your class, you have to work five times harder to be, with, to be in their league. Because to a large extent, friendship is, among, is amongst equals. Yeah. So you have to work very hard to be there 
if you want to retain a friendship with the guys in your class i never forgot that so purely from a dad standpoint grounded hard work right steve jobs innovation typography consumer marketing you know design right so in various points of time you know uh, you know uh, different people one looked uh, i looked at different elements so i wrote i read a lot of biographies and journeys i don't re- read fiction Uh, but that you know that's what i enjoy so the we can just go on and on i think it's a uh, it's complete injustice to try to cover in 30 minutes uh, your journey um, i'm sure uh, we will come back again and talk to you uh, but for now thank you very much for taking time out and talking to us and we look forward to staying connected thank, thank you, you. Have- thank you sesh thank you and thank you for the privilege and honor to be in your show and clearly uh, wishing you and the brand call you great success thank stay you but stay, stay safe stay blessed thank you sir thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you